welcome to Lost Levels Club. It's are, are we still saying it's a book club for games, or are we just saying it's a rambly mess? Don't say it's a rambly mess. I'd rather you didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, I'll, I won't say anything. Or you say it's a book club for games. It's a book club for games <laughs> when no one's read the book. And oh, it's all right. Well, we, no, no, we okay. finished the book halfway. <laughs> we read the first twenty percent of the book. <laughs> it's a big book it's a big book actually it is a big book this time it is a big book this time and then and we're, we're about to start another you want to start another big book i do want to start another well you're book. kind of halfway through the book this time though i don't no one seems no one can tell me how far i am in the through the book it's because you can't tell me what's actually happened i'm very confused we should probably give some more context we should really start the podcast i thought we had started the podcast this is me we have to say podcast. like you're mike and i'm ting oh yeah you're right Welcome to Lost Labs Club. Hi. That's oh, so cheesy. It's so cheesy. That's great. Don't worry about it. I feel like a fraud though when I, I when I feign in, in, enthusiasm. When you feign enthusiasm, why can't you be more enthusiastic, T? What went wrong with your life? I'm British. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's true. It's my problem too. It's <laughs> the difference between like an American podcast and a, like an English podcast or British one. However you want to say it, is they will yell the introduction. And then on the other side, there's almost. Oh, sorry, guys. So, we're, so we're here again. Yeah, if, if if you if you don't if you don't mind, we're not taking up too much of your time. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, give us an hour. We'll be gone. You know, you won't notice we're here. <laughs> Something like that. It's very much like that. So apologetic. What what would be a Cantonese podcast? I don't know. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why we keep bringing this and up. At the end, we're like bye 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 bye. <laughs> you listen to the RTHK. Oh, I did. You, you no, so you channel your um, inner fish, inner fishwife, inner fish. Is that a real thing? Then it's a it's a really British <laughs> thing. I've never heard it. that you never inner, knew. Then I thought inner like, fishwife doesn't sound quite right. That's, yeah, that's like a British thing. Inner fishwife. Yeah, your inner fishwife, like loud and crude and like reeking of fish. I don't okay. know. Uh, okay, now I get you. It's optional. The the reeking of fish. Yeah, so that's what we got to channel. It was what's it? Yamagacho or something. What does that, mean? What does that mean? Uh, are you for real? That's how I would translate it. Uh, okay, yeah, because it's Yamu like have or have not. Um, do done wrong. Okay. Gaucho is cho is wrong. Oh, like moto. Hiya. Hiya. is like do. Hiya. Hiya. Welcome to Cantonese Club. <laughs> With Mike and Ting. Mike and Ting. We're much happy about this one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're in Hong Kong. It's a book club for games. Things drinking coffee again. But it's Christmas coffee. Yeah, we're drinking a delicious panettone latte. In our red cups. In our red cups. Do they have that? Do they have... Is that only a Hong Kong thing? I've only ever seen this one in Hong Kong. Panettone or the red cup? Panettone. I don't know. Panettone latte. Maybe they're on offer. <laughs> it's like McDonald's. <laughs> when the meat's on offer, they, they do the burger. Like, we bought too much candied fruit. What can we do with it? Shove it in the coffee and call it panettone. They don't know any better out here idiots it's really tasty it's, it's my favorite it's my favorite christmas coffee so far they don't do eggnog latte out here though do they do gingerbread they do do gingerbread it's too sweet anyway yeah i quite like the, i like eating the candied fruit it's delicious it's all soggy now you yeah, should have drunk it faster are you still drinking yours? no i finished mine i finished mine like 10 minutes ago so i wouldn't you know have drinking noises on the podcast thanks a lot ting it's delicious slurping delicious Pandas don't drink panettone. <laughs> should we, we, should go, we should get a bamboo spice latte. Bamboo shirt latte. Oh dear. What would that be like? They'd get, they'd get, it'd be like the green tea latte, but we just cut fresh bamboo shoots into it. Yeah. This sounds disgusting. 
<laughs> so the important thing is Fallout 4. Oh. We're calling it. Oh, yeah, we're calling it. Because we haven't actually recorded our impressions, but. You know, actually, okay, wait, 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 let's take, take a step back. Yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say. You're going to make me cry live on the podcast. <laughs> no. Fallout 4. I think I'm still going to play it a bit more. We're still going to record our final, our final impressions. Yep. But. We're going to have probably quite a long... We're going to have a break. Just We're just going to have a break. So we'll just... We're starting a new game. So, next game. is Baldur's Gate 2. Which you've actually been playing for the past, like, three months. Three months. Yeah. Sounds about right. And you've got approximately... I'm, I'm at halfway through Chapter 2, I would say. I've done quite a few quests in there. I think... In terms of the, I think you're like twenty percent of the way through the game or something. After oh. three months, I'm like, I just can't see you. I, I sorry, I just, I just can't see how you're ever gonna finish this. Well, it's five times three months. I'll be done in a year. <laughs> We're gonna now, have to, we we have to pick another game. We can't play Baldur's Gate two all next year. I'd have to finish it. Do I have to finish it? I have to finish it. <sighs> I'm just sighing. I'm just sighing. Okay, there's a longer conversation that we want to have at some point about when games should be finished versus just playing a game is it enough Baldur's Gate 2 you finished it so I'm going to just live off that I finished it survive off that weirdly this one you probably don't have to finish it the closure you get from the story I don't think actually gives closure to like the overarching story of the Baldur's Gate games that only really comes in the expansion so and you don't care about the story anyway, so what, I don't see. I don't even know why I care so much about whether you're really experiencing the story properly. Because interestingly, I've always been, from what I've read, because I've not played any Bioware games. The stuff that that will, wait, 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 wait. You haven't played any. No, no. Ma- okay, yeah, you're right. No Mass Effect. No Kotor. No. No. In, no. In. I, I, what else did they do? Oh, a, a whole bunch of stuff that I don't really remember, like Jade Empire. Is that them? Oh, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not the overarching story that's good about Bioware games. It's the journey you have with your NPCs. It's those relationships that are good. Interesting, because perhaps that is why I enjoyed the Baldur's Gate games much more than I enjoyed the Mass Effect games. I really like the overarching story of Baldur's Gate. Oh, what Dragon Age? Oh, Dragon Age. Yeah, and Dragon Age, I just did not finish. I didn't finish Dragon Age. I played two thirds of it and stopped. Ah, so you have done it. You have just stopped. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. I'm mean, <laughs> such a bastard. I'm holding you to a much higher standard than holding myself. <laughs> You're such a fucking bastard. Yeah, these things happen. I played thirty hours of Dragon Age and just you know, uh, it's funny. You know, when I do it, it makes sense. No, it's uh, it's different. I actually still play them very differently to you because I played th- say thirty hours of Dragon Age. I played those thirty hours really intensely. I played those thirty hours within like the space of a week or something crazy. Okay. And then after that, after that was just, I'm just not really feeling it. I just don't really feel like I need to go to the next bit of the story. And so it just kind of, you know, the typical Bioware thing of there's like four, four quests and then you get to, you can do it in any order and then you get to do the final one. And Dragon Age was yet another one of those. And so I did two of the stories and I just didn't feel, I just, I just didn't quite get over the hump to start the third. 
you know and then because i never quite got over that hump uh, i just never finished it and and i think i was disappointed in the overarching story of dragon age i think there are things that i really wanted to see and that were hinted at but i just knew they weren't in the game as well like the weird crazy backstory about the fade and like the golden city which became the black city and all that stuff and that really interested me but none of that's in the game it's all just kind of like flavor and it and, and what was in the game just didn't excite me the same way i guess you've not played the last one inquisition mm. no although i heard it's worth playing unlike the second one where do we go from here <laughs> so <laughs> i want to talk about how how why i'm playing Baldur's gate 2 which is my fault. Yes, of. it's definitely it's all your fault because I've not played any Bioware games. Maybe that's your problem with me to begin with. <laughs> my problem with you. Okay. Yes, you have a lot of problems with me. This is why you should listen to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> okay, but Bodgate 2 got 95 on Metacritic. Yes. So it technically should have been on your list. Technically, yeah. But it was too old. Yeah. But, I just... but I made a big fuss about how great it was. Yeah. A serious fuss about it and I actually I, know I challenged it things like has it aged well would you still play it again you know I tried to play devil's advocate to to to, to hopefully make you back down on your claims or even your suggestion well we're here now I'm playing it and you're going to join me which is going to be <laughs> very interesting to see what you think yeah I don't know how I'm going to find it playing it again uh, I mean, I the first time I played it, Baldur's Gate 2, I played it very, very intensely. As, as I said, with this sort of game, well, I guess when I, again, it's a matter of when I had more time, I would play very, very intensely. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2 in particular, I probably almost failed my degree as a result. I remember I stayed at university over the Easter holidays, allegedly to revise. I didn't revise at all. Instead, I just played probably like 100 hours of Baldur's Gate 2 and the expansion. I played from the beginning of Baldur's Gate 2 and the expansion back-to-back in one marathon, marathon, you know, session. Like, I would wake up in the morning, I would start playing Baldur's Gate 2, it would be like 1am, I'd go to sleep, I'd wake up the next morning, I'd start playing Baldur's Gate 2. This is all in my university room where I was supposed to be revising uh, for finals. It became like some all-consuming madness, playing through the whole thing, start to finish... And I said, I, re- I was just really hooked. I really liked the story. I really enjoyed the characters. Great, great game. And, and obviously I didn't fail my degree because I managed to get a fancy job. That drives me crazy. So maybe it would have been better if I failed and become, you know, I could have worked in game. <laughs> just Im- oh, poor game. Just imagine. <laughs> oh, poor game employees. Maybe I would have been happier, maybe. You never yeah, know. They're happier than us. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Exactly. Got, I've got, not got nothing but first world problems. I'm complaining like my panettone latte, the fruit is too soggy. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, the, the, those are Mike's personal views. They have nothing to do with me <laughs> nor Lost Levels Club. <laughs> Mike's personal views do not reflect the views of Lost Levels Club, which is an all-inclusive multi-denominational. Um, yeah, okay. Why are we talking about this? Because you, you were going to fail and your alternate universe, Mike. Alternate universe, Mike. What's going to work in game? <laughs> alternate, you know, yeah, we should we should cultivate alternate universe, Mike, who's happy and works in game and cried when Final Fantasy VII remake was announced. Boom. More on this later. 
That Mike does much more fun. I would rather record with him. Yeah, he's less judgmental. He'd be like, oh, we haven't played Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, well. But he wouldn't have such a, a fancy mic. <laughs> fancy mic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I enjoyed that too much. I blame you for it. You know, I, this, is, this is your fault, all this podcast nonsense. I was perfectly happy to just judge you, judge you uh, privately <laughs> and instead, of, uh, instead of exposing it for the world to enjoy. <laughs> Humiliate you publicly. It's not really humiliation. It's more just me being a terrible game snob. Mm. Should change your um Twitter handle. I should change my what? My Twitter handle to yeah, what? The game snob. The game snob. I'm not the game snob. Okay. Actually, there was oh, what was oh, was fancy game snob then? Fancy game snob. <laughs> we should probably but, talk about Baldur's Gate too. <laughs> we should. Do you think it's age well? I haven't. I have not played it since that university, like final year of university. For instance, we just saw a comparison video of Final Fantasy set. Seven PS one to PS four, yeah. In your mind, is Baldur's Gate two in like four K detail? No, I, I think that's the difference actually, because Baldur's Gate two never looked good at the time. Baldur's Gate two came out; it was already quite dated. I think. I, I mean, things were already what Baldur's Gate two was what early two thousands, two thousand. Okay, so I mean, at the time, it was already quite a dated looking game. And it's more about the art style. And in the same way that I think, for example, 8 and 16-bit pixel art is kind of timeless, uh, I think Baldur's Gate 2 doesn't have the same kind of reality distortion field in my head that, say, Final Fantasy 7 does. Because when Final Fantasy 7 came out, it was, this is amazing. These are the most incredible graphics ever. Look at the look at the videos. They're so realistic. I can't imagine anything better than this. And now looking back at it and thinking, wow, this is terrible. Uh, and when you see that the say the PS4 real time graphics are better than the pre rendered graphics could be at the time, I mean it really hammers at home. Whereas Baldur's Gate Two, it's a style thing. If you were to make a Baldur's Gate Two game, if you were to make an Infinity Engine game now, for example, and call it Pillars of Eternity, it, it wouldn't look that much different. And so I think the graphics are probably kind of timeless. I don't think that's going to be such a big deal. I think the bigger problem is going to be the resolution. I did play Planescape Torment recently in terms of going back and trying to sort out my backlog. Uh, Planescape Torment was a game that I played uh, 60% of and never finished. <laughs> and so I went and played it, started to finish, I, I finished it. And, and discovered that actually I played like 90% of it. I just hadn't done the last bit and then I lost my save game. So I had to play the whole game all over again. But, well, it was very interesting. But the the resolution is the problem more than the graphics. Okay. I will probably play the Enhanced Edition. Well, actually, I... No problem about it. I'm going to play the enhanced edition. I have it on Steam. I'm going to. I'm going to use that. You have an. You're in an interesting position though. You won't have a PC over the holidays. I have. I will. I have a Surface. Oh, so you play on the Surface. I'm going to play on the Surface with yeah. a stylus. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, because I because there is the option of blowing it on the iPad, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, but no. I'm going to play. I'm going to play the Steam. Vi- I. I'm intending to play the Steam version on the Surface. Mm-hmm. Which is my new toy. Yay. With a stylus? Uh, I don't know about the stylus. I'll try it with the stylus. If it doesn't work out, I'll plug in a mouse. Okay. So I'm going to play the non-enhanced edition, unenhanced edition. So I'll have to run the mod. I have to run the mod. Yeah, you, but you are running the, what's it, the widescreen mod, as they call it, isn't it? Yeah. And what resolution do you run it at? It's not 1080, because if you run it at 1080, everything becomes... Minuscule. Minuscule. Yeah, this is the problem I had with... Uh, this is what I was saying, about the resolution is the bigger problem than the graphics itself. Yeah, so if you run it 1080, well, the text becomes 
too small for you to read. So I run it at 720, whatever it is to run 720p. Okay. And it's it's a good compromise. Okay. Isn't there an option to change the text size independently of the rest of the... Only if you install another mod. Oh, okay. You couldn't be bothered to... No. It, I, I'm worried that it will just do weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you start playing, it's not worth messing So I've heard it. things like, once you start in one res, you can't move... You can't change the res mid-game and reload your saves. It's almost your saves are committed at that res. Yeah, they they did fix that. Okay. At least for Planescape Torment, they did fix that. So the the last version of the of like the widescreen mod that I found, they did say if you want to change your res, it does the work now, but it will reset the fog of war. Okay. So all the areas will become black again, but you can at least load your save game, which is uh, which is better than before, where it was like, oh, tough luck. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. Okay. And I made a big who you know big fuss about not getting the. Enhanced edition because it's more characters, more dialogue, more storylines, which don't add to the you know the the pure experience. You're so funny, You're so funny. Things like that make me. I, I find it funny how you the things that you care about versus the things I care about. It's it's, it's very strange how we superficially it sounds like we should agree on quite a lot of stuff, but we just don't. We just totally don't agree. Uh, and the things we find important and the things we remember are totally different as well. We had some other conversation about Portal 2 just now, uh, and you were convinced that you'd only played the multiplayer, and I was like, I can't believe you've only played the multiplayer, you you missed out so much, and then you started listing things that happened in the multiplayer, it's like, that single player, that single player, that single player, you have played the single player, you just don't remember it, and you didn't remember the song, no. uh, like, I, re- I really like the song at the end of Portal 2, for example, so... Yeah, it's interesting, I mean, it, I think we it will be interesting to have a a no-holds-barred discussion on Baldur's Gate 2 after you've either finished it or played as much as you're going to play. Yeah. How much of Baldur's Gate 2 will I actually remember if we do discuss it versus how much am I going to am I going to play? Because I explicitly do not expect to finish it this time because it is 60 to 100-plus hours. The most embarrassing thing I can imagine here is if you overtake me. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to find my sister, get her to find you, and break one of your fingers to, and <laughs> you know, to make sure that you don't get ahead of me <laughs> i'll kill you i'll kill you <laughs> yeah because because for me i because i guess i have played it before there's no reason for me to dither and take in the story i'm gonna find your small younger sister pay her some there's <laughs> no a, a substantial sum of money to break your surface <laughs> <laughs> it's fine I'll, I'll just i can probably emulate it in my head faster than <laughs> i'm joking i hope we didn't say that too fiercely and if you do go missing in the uk <laughs> they're gonna come looking for me <laughs> I am fucked. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what's really funny. I've been listening. Have you heard the podcast Serial, where they, where, which is about a murder, and they're trying to figure out? Yeah. I've been listening to that, and it's things like that that will come and get you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure their friends um, listening to this thinking, "I've never thought there'll be that side to T. <laughs> His dark side. Yeah, she never cross. Never cross him. Never cross. He he seems so nice. Yeah, he seems so nice, and yet. Oh, I can't think of... So vindictive. Yeah, he holds a grudge. Yeah. Huh. That's all on the list. What, for Baldur's Gate 2? Yeah. Oh, can end on that, me killing you, or potentially killing you. <laughs> Is that all about... Yeah, I, I guess that's it for Baldur's Gate I guess that's all we need to say about Baldur's Gate 2. There's been a lot of... We've said a lot in the past, I, f- I feel. Yeah, well, not. I'm not sure we've said it on the podcast, but we've said it to each other. So, to, so just to recap... 
we're saying Baldur's Gate 2, the version doesn't matter. I'm going to play the Steam version. You're going to play the non-Steam version. Yep. Like the, the good old games yep. version with the widescreen mod. No specific stuff we have we feel we have to do. You're going to just carry on with your existing character who you've been playing before. I'm probably going to start a new character. Uh, I'm probably going to play an evil character because I've actually only ever played good characters before, really, in Baldur's Gate. And now I did want to ask about what what is the impact on the role-playing aspect? Is it so... Do you, is it possible for you to build a character that you end up hating or disliking? Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I like I said, I did try playing an evil character once before in Icewind Dale, and I just felt vaguely uncomfortable the whole time. I often play... I often either make a character who I think of as being me in the game, and I guess I'm kind of then playing them being good, being kind of making decisions I feel like I would make in those situations. Or I'll make a character that's just completely, completely different from me and just play them how I think that character would play. So someone who's just really evil, someone who's just completely mad. Or, I mean, my last playthrough of Bodice Gate 1, I made a character called I'm a Thief and my goal was to steal everything, literally everything. I would break into people's houses. I would break into peasants' houses and I would steal like I would steal everything. I steal everything that wasn't nailed down. I steal everything that was nailed down. I steal the nails. But unfortunately, I lost the save in a hard drive crash. But yeah, Baldur's Gate. I mean, again, it's a play it how you like. If you play a thief, do you have to rely on your NPCs for combat? Yes. Okay. Largely. Well, you can go and backstab and stuff. Because playing a vanilla thief is really well in Baldur's Gate One. It's not such a big deal because playing a vanilla thief in Baldur's Gate Two, yeah, you get quite rapidly outclassed. I think towards the... This is getting into too much of the mechanics of Baldur's Gate 2, but... Yeah. Just as an interesting teaser, then. What class are you playing? Mage Fighter. Fighter Mage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, um, you, you can't see it, Mike judged me with his eyes. <laughs> okay. No, that was good. That's good. Mage Fighter, Fighter Mage... Wait, wait, wait. Are you dual class or you multi-class? This is getting, getting into way too much detail. Dual classing. You're human. No, I'm an elf. I'm old. You're multi-class. multi-class sorry. Okay, interesting. It is. It's gonna. It's. It's good. It's a perfectly good and viable way to. Actually, you know, wait. Oh, you know what? I want to. I want to talk about this, but let's not talk about this. Let's save it. Let's save it for next year. It's gonna be a beastly one when we wrap it up. Oh, it's gonna be like six hours long. You have to like properly nerd alert on the thing. We should call it. <laughs> Play with us. Play along. Uh, give up. Give up. A hundred hours of your life. Fail your exams, lose your job. Baldur's Gate two. Well, I might, I might try and stream it. I might have some time to sort of set that up over Christmas. That'll be good. Yeah, set it up. Oh, but Tw- don't watch me. Ah. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm don't gonna watch. Don't judge me. It, It'll be it's like, all right. You idiot, you're, idiot, 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 idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be living eight hours in the future because I'm gonna be in the UK. So oh, it will be fine. Set up the stream, and I want tweets. I want screenshots. I don't know what I want. Oh, a pony. Actually, I want a puppy. I want a beagle. But never mind. Enough about me. Okay. Not, we... a, not a virtual beagle. Not like a real one. A real one. Except I'm not sure. I'm not so keen on the poop. <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Because my beagle would be sad. It would be like it would be like children whose parents work too much. I think it would be, be sad. I wouldn't want to have like a, a depressed dog. You know, and then have to get dog therapy. And then... You think you're so powerful in the office that you can bring in your beagle to the office? No, sadly. amazing. If you'd be if the only, first, if only that would be great. This this would be a reason to go and work for some startup or some hipster video game company that I could bring like bring your pets to work day. Every day is bring your pets to work day. Yeah. Oh, 
You yeah, because you you could come in at CTO level and just enforce that. I, I could not come in at CTO level. I don't know what I don't know what you think my job <laughs> is. No, no. As a startup, you can just like CTO of two people. It's not a big deal. Oh yeah, I could be CTO of two people. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm one of my friends. He's he, he's CTO of a, he's been a CTO of a firm, and there's only three of us. <laughs> who's CTO? Who's CTO of this podcast? <laughs> you can be. Oh really? Is that because you're saving CEO role for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like CFO or something? No, I'll give you CFO. You can ask. I'll be COO. You mean GTFO? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anyway, right. Moving on. Okay. So Sony had the PlayStation Experience show last weekend. And part of the keynote, they talked at length, I feel, about PlayStation VR for the first time. Up to now, they've sort of given very small bit parts to the PlayStation VR platform. But now they really pushed it. They showed what looked like full game releases. Okay. So for me, it looked like they all looked like early mobile games. Things I would play for at most half an hour and then put away, put down. There's no depth to them. Well, that sounds really negative. So very schlocky, but hella fun. That's what I wrote down. Interesting. Two that made me think, first off, were obviously Res Unlimited, which is, it's Res, which is fun. And I can imagine that working well in 3D. I suppose, I mean, I suppose Res itself is just a simple game. Yeah, maybe it is no more complicated than a, than a mobile game. Because Res before was all about the music and the beat and the vibrating controllers and all that nonsense. And so really just dropping one more note on top of that for VR is, is yeah, it's not like some crazy 60-hour game. But it is a fun game and it's a fun experience. And I can imagine that working really well. And I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Well, I don't think anyone's... The the question is, are these games? I mean, this is the whole. There's there's a massive argument to be had about what makes something a game, and I I know people get very, people feel very passionately about this, about like, oh, this is a walking simulation. People, that's still a game. That's still a game. You you monster, Eagle Flight, Eagle Flight. I watched trailer for that and thought, what is this? It just looks like flower, but with birds, and I. I just didn't really understand what this is about. It's it's just kind of like a tech demo, almost. But on the other hand, I think you... I really liked it. What's what's wrong with cruising over a cityscape? What What is wrong with that? And you're cruising with your buddies. Oh, that sounds so lame when I say it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they could get, you know, if they wanted to, they could gamify it. You know, they could have it presented as a race over a course set over a cityscape. I don't think they're going to do that. I just think it looks like a tech demo rather than a game. But then again, you you mentioned Cruising Your Buddies. That is arguably enough. I mean, if you look at like Gary's Mod, what makes Gary's Mod a game? <laughs> but Gary's Mod is unquestionable. Gary's Mod's like a million games in one. So, hey-ho. And so long as it's not, you're not flying only in one plane, you can, if you go, can go, it depends how low you can go. It, it, to me, it looked very much like an... It looked almost like on rails. And that's why I was thinking, eh, I don't really get it. So I saw the potential of it. Because if it is just on rails, it's very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it didn't really... It didn't really excite me. 
of the games I think I saw, I think it was the one I was least interested in. But but what really made me double take was that of all the games you saw, I think it was the one you were most interested in. Yeah, because it it puts you in a position where where it's represent it's part of the real world, but it puts you in a position where, or in a perspective which you're definitely not familiar with. Whereas all the other ones are just ridiculous setups, right? I really the thing is I really love ridiculous setups. I guess that's one of the differences because I do like fantasy sci-fi and madness like katamari you know is one of my favorite things and the 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 modern zombie taxi company it's nothing to do with katamari but the aesthetic kind of made me think of katamari and the um job simulator again made me kind of think of uh katamari or keep talking nobody explodes that kind of aesthetic was like slightly slightly mad i liked the it wasn't actually in the demo, but I think I saw a screenshot of the job simulator where you've got the big keyboard that's just got two buttons, like zero and one, and it says your password. It's on a post-it note. It says one zero one right next to the screen. <laughs> I thought it looks look really funny. Don't know very much about either of these games yet, but yeah, they do look fun. Both of those look fun. I'm worried about the motion sickness that'll come out. Yeah, motion sickness because you were saying what what's coming out next year on terms of the VR headsets. Both of them. Both of wait, wait when you say both of them. Oculus and, and PlayStation VR, yeah. but not Vive. I don't know when Vive is coming out. So I think they announced Rock Band VR with Oculus right. next year. I see. Okay. It depends where you want to go from here. Do you want to talk about your... You've got... Okay, so oh yeah, so I mean, that's, that's the thing. You, you mentioned the motion sickness and the things coming out at the consumer level because I have an Oculus dev kit, dev kit one, the original kickstarted one. I backed the project on Kickstarter, got the Oculus in the post, plugged it in, and and tried out some of the demos. So there, so there were some demos that came with it, like walking around a house. They were all right. You know, you're moving pretty slowly, and you're only going to play it for a few minutes. Like, oh, okay, I've seen this house now. Tried playing some actual games in it. The Oculus was compatible with Half-Life 2, Team Fortress 2, Minecraft. There was a Minecraft mod for it called Minecraft. Minecraft on the Rift. Everything I tried gave me appalling motion sickness after about 10-15 minutes and the weird thing is I'm not someone who usually gets motion sick I can do things like read in a car no problem I can play head bob and computer games for hours with no problem but then again it's a matter of like what you're tuned to because I I guess there have been things that have given me motion sickness like uh, the Talos Principle gave me serious motion sickness but then again that was after playing for six hours continuously because when I play games I really play games Anyway, the Oculus, 10-15 minutes, extreme motion sickness. And this was in the early days of it, I think, before this was well known as a thing that VR headsets did to a lot of people. Uh, so I was just thinking, wow, is there something wrong with me? But now I realise actually it was a really common problem with these early VR headsets. And I don't know if they fixed it. That's the question. Have they fixed it in these? Because I tried an Oculus DK2 and it didn't seem much better. Oh, really? Yeah. I got the impression they were... Getting it fixed. So they're confident because there was they had a DK two HMV in Hong Kong, yeah. And uh, I popped it on, and the resolution was better, but moving my head around, I could already start to feel the the same problems that I have with the DK one. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna have so you know you were saying I guess or asking would I buy one, and. I think only if they fix the motion. I'm, I'm going to have to try one. I would have to try one in a store 
and see if they fix the motion sickness problem. The other possibility is just that it's the games because trying to adapt an existing first person shooter, like when you, when you first hear about VR, the obvious thing to do is they go, Oh, make it an FPS. You know, that's a, you know, you're embodied in someone's first person. This sounds like the perfect thing to do, but actually it turns out that causes terrible, terrible motion sickness. It's one of the worst things for motion sickness. And I think they have learned the things that do and don't work with VR. Like they know walking simulators, walking simulators, walking simulators. I'm not sure walking simulators work either. I think it's things where you're sat down, like things where your physical avatar is sat still and things move around you. That's why if you think about the games that we've had or, or third person works. So if you think about the games they showed on the VR demo, Eagle Flight, it's third person behind the bird, isn't it? Huh, didn't notice. I think so. You you can see the bird, can't you? Possibly. The modern zombie taxi company, you're sat in the driver's seat of the car, so your avatar doesn't move. The, the car moves, but your avatar doesn't move. Job simulator, you're sat at a desk. Res, third person behind the avatar. So third person games generally work. Games where you're sat physically sat still and things happen around you, but your embodiment in the game is not moving around. Things like that generally work. First person games like Half-Life 2, Team Fortress 2, Minecraft, appalling motion sickness. But I think it's just one of those things that because it it's like in the uncanny valley of uh, reality for your brain, it's like, am I moving or am I not moving? So... It'll be interesting when it goes mainstream because no consumer will will be warned of this. They won't know to keep this thing in mind. It's going to be a crazy backlash. It, it will be a crazy the backlash. Media. Yeah, if yeah, like VR causes vomiting. Yeah. Well, VR sickness. Yeah, you know, warn your kids. You know, don't buy it for your kids this Christmas. <laughs> Unless you like cleaning your carpets. Or maybe it's a great way to keep your kids quiet because first they'll put on the VR headset and they'll be excited and then then they'll just lie down in a dark room for a few hours to try and sleep it off. So it's not cost? It's not even... I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure I'd buy a Gen 1 because they're going to be expensive, surely. I don't even know what expensive means to Sir Michael anymore. (laughs) don't even know. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Were you going to say this in public? Too cutting. Yeah, they'll probably be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Oculus will be 1,000 US. Wow, really? I think so. They're not messing around. Jeez. And you'll need impressive graphics cards to run it. So I think coincidentally, I probably do have the graphical horsepower to run it. Just about. Just about, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And it's going to be the price of the console. Be cons- you know, it'll be the price of a console for the PlayStation VR. I, I don't think I will buy one personally. Uh, how about you? No, I can't see how I'll, why I'll buy one. I don't know. I it's I think it's going to be another one of the things as well, like the Wii with the whole motion controls thing, where you just don't get it. And then you try it in a shop and you're like, this is amazing. I have to have one. Except it costs four times as much. No, did that Did that really happen to you with the Wii? Did you try in a shop and think it was amazing? <laughs> yeah, Seriously? I did. What? I, I was like, uh, I was, can you think back to, think back to when the Wii came out and there was nothing quite like it. You know, we, we hadn't, we hadn't all become terribly bored by motion controls and waggling all seemed like it was an amazing thing. I remember playing 
uh, Wii Tennis, Wii Sports Tennis in uh, in a shop and and thinking, this is amazing. Uh, and the thing is, it's all like this, it's like an illusion in your brain because you're swinging it like you would a tennis racket and you think that's what matters. And after you've you've brought it home, you've had it for, you know, played it a few times, you realise you actually just need to make a really small movement to swing the racket. And... And I think that's the mark of someone who's played the Wii a lot versus someone who's just got it. It's like, oh, wow, it's like tennis versus just sitting on the chair and like vaguely moving your wrist around. And doing a lot better than using a and doing a lot, motion. Yeah, exactly. But then VR, yeah, I don't know. I think I would want to, I would want to try it in a shop, uh, especially if it costs that much. I mean, that's, yeah, that's significant. I, You know, I don't understand as well. What's the the... The Oculus has such high specifications. How does PlayStation VR work? Because the the PlayStation 4 is just nowhere near powerful enough then, comparatively. I think the quality of the games, the graphical fidelity will be just a lot lower. Okay. You've seen those games that they're showing off. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That is an interesting point, actually. I'd assume that they've done that for stylistic reasons, but you make a very good point. It's probably like that for graphical horsepower reasons, isn't it? Whereas on the PC, they're talking about Elite Dangerous. And whatever, which no compromises. Yep. Yeah. Go go large or go home. You know, just get. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's a nice graphics card. Buy two of them. The only application I can think of where VR, where I want VR is, oh, it's really, really, really sad. I almost want it as like um, a user interface so I can be more productive. <laughs> if Office works with VR, I actually might do it. <laughs> Sorry, what? So, for real? For real. So if I could have like more screens somehow, I want something more augmented, really. I really want that HoloLens. I'd love a bit of HoloLens. That's interesting. I, I could imagine that if VR, if the fidelity was sufficiently high, the resolution was really high and the lag was really low, you could just use it to, to have a virtual monitor the size of your house or something. And that probably would be useful. And... You could imagine that if consumer VR catches on, that genuinely would be a useful, a useful thing for it to do. I mean, if you think about the resolution of uh, of monitors and how that's changed over the time, and weirdly now the consumer space kind of leads the PC space. Like, if I wanted a high resolution monitor for a long time, it was really hard to get one more than 1080p. Because those are the panels that are making for TVs. And now they're starting to make 4K TVs and suddenly you can get 4K monitors. So perhaps if they do start making really, really good VR, then and VR becomes just a standard thing, then of course you'll have to have it on the PC. And then of course you can start using it for other things too. I think my use cases are just... I've just been watching too many superhero films. I want to be able to drag and drop and enlarge stuff. It's just not useful, For the, for the camera, not for... you know. It's just not, not useful. Yeah, that's the thing. Imagine the eye strain I'd get. Yeah. trying to code. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying about. That's what I was saying about the resolution. You know, you'd need. It's. I'm curious whether it would end up being a completely different paradigm, rather than the windows and monitors that we've got right now. You know, the the way to delve into the code if it was in VR, but then you start to get into really cliche lawnmower man nonsense, and then is it really practical? We should patent all of this. We should now. patent all this. Yeah, that's right. All UI VR UI. We should. This is what we should do, yeah. Forget this podcast. Even we can talk vaguely about how we'd interact with... We just thought it would be a non-windowing, you know, framework. Boom, got it covered. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. It will be very interesting. I mean, 
I guess if you really went large in VR, you wouldn't have monitors. It would just be the VR. You'd free up the space in front of your hands on your desk to wiggle your hands around. But you'd still want to be able to type because your keyboard's just so much more an efficient thing. That's This is the thing. I, I can see it being... I could see it being really, really useful, but you'd have to be really far down the road of the VR would have to be really good. And also you'd have to be really competent. Like you would have to be able to touch type unless, unless it's somehow embodying your physical keyboard in the VR space. And you're having, it's having to have cameras and translate your physical keyboard into a VR keyboard. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny things like, and the mouse or tracking your hand positions Tracking, trying, yeah, tracking your finger positions, and then you need some sort of feedback, physical feedback, in the through a glove. Yeah. So, and and this is now getting into lawnmower man nonsense. I mean, you can see that it, but if they got it right, it could be the same kind of level of jump as from command lines to windowing environments with the, you know, going from just the keyboard to keyboard and the mouse. And they're really like nonsense use cases. Would you wear a VR headset to recreate the sensation of what watching a film in a cinema? You see, I think no, personally. We should build the app. Fuck it. We should build the app, build the platform anyway. Well, but actually, this is an interesting thing. What do you mean by the experience of watching a film in the cinema? Do you mean just a giant screen or do you mean lots of other randoms? No, the environment. So giant screen with the architecture of a cinema. And you could choose cinemas from... There are nice cinemas in London, not so in Hong Kong. I think, no, I think this is an interesting point because you talk about the architecture of a cinema and this is like... This is like skeuomorphism. This is like how Apple used to have like faux leather on their Notes app or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, and now it's like we've moved beyond that. And VR is still in this age where like, oh, we feel like we have to anchor it in reality. Whereas the real benefits will come when it's virtual. We don't have to, we don't have to obey the laws of this universe. We can go beyond them. You don't have to be tied down by the physical constraints of the real world. That will be the real benefits, I think, of it. But to be able to represent a 3D space, which your brain is good at understanding and can use more efficiently than a flat 2D plane, while at the same time not being constrained by the, the real laws of reality. I think what I'm looking for is trying to create a, a movie-watching experience where you're focused on the movie and you're relaxed. So, okay, maybe you put yourself on a mountaintop with a projector couch you know, in a really rid- ridiculous setup where you're on top of a hill, you're sitting under a tree, and you somehow you've managed to project a thing. You've, you know, someone's bought a a stand, you know, a projector screen, and you're projecting onto that screen. And for, for whatever reason, it's maybe dusk, and so therefore, <laughs> I, I can the lighting I can is see your favour. Yeah. I can definitely see. I'm not sure about the specifics of the environment, but I can definitely see using it to view. A movie yeah why not um but not just a big fat panel in your face kind of thing no no, no but having having some sort of physical projection of the screen that you are effectively moving around like an embodiment in a thing but you're sat you're sat in a cinema that's just for you yeah yes i mean things like that i can see working but i i don't think i don't think it's quite there yet even with the new headsets i still don't think it's quite there uh but it's this is the question is it going to be enough? Because I think the reason they've held off so long on releasing these things, even though the, the technology has been almost there for a long time, but they also know they've only got one chance to get this right. If they release it and it does cause everyone terrible motion sickness and it looks like garbage, that's it. VR's dead for another 15 years. 
We should we should release one just to kill off the market. <laughs> <laughs> Save everyone the trouble. <laughs> but but if it's good, then it'll be iterating on it and then and then before you know it, monitors will have gone the way of the dodo. Forget four K. Everyone needs to have their own headset. Seriously, we can just get a Chinese factory to make us some. <laughs> some terrible VR headset. Let's try and yeah, we'll make some terrible VR headsets. We'll short Oculus. We'll short... <laughs> and I think that's okay. I don't think we we'd get done for <laughs> market manipulation. No, we would. We recorded this now, so I hope not. <laughs> so well, there you go. Those those are my thoughts on VR. Oh, but Facebook would do something really dodgy. Because they can prop everything up. I they can know. prop the whole thing up if they well, want to. Well, you're right. To. It's Facebook now, isn't it? Hmm. Mm. We had the side effect of taking down Facebook as well. No, it wouldn't, obviously. God. I'm kidding. Poor Sony, though. Wouldn't do it to Sony. And it sounds... After this like short discussion, it sounds like we're too early. It really sounds like we're too early. Uh, I Like I said, I don't think I would buy one this time round. But no. I would try it, and you never know. They really need... They, it sounds like they don't have an application. A genuine application to sell this. They don't have Wii Tennis. <laughs> uh, apparently Res, apparently Res Infinite is the Wii Tennis for, for PlayStation VR. I guess it's what... I guess it recreates the, um, the feeling, of, uh, feeling of being high. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends how much you like techno. It depends how much you like being completely blasted out of your mind. I do like that. Do you really like the sound of that? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. We we need to be the first ones to put up um, videos of ourselves playing. Whereas we should we should try and get hold of some. A little off topic is Children of Eden by the same studio. I th- I think it is. I think it is. I, I remember I wanted to play it because I liked Res, but I never actually. Is it Child of Eden or something? Oh, Child of Eden. Uh, Child of Eden. I think. Yeah, but I don't know if it's actually the same studio. Or if it's the same, just the same guy. Okay. Because that was Connect. Because because for a while Connect was the new VR. Like you know, motion controls were the new VR. And I remember there was a Connect Child of Eden version, where you you controlled it using your hands. Yes. Yeah. That could work as well. Yeah, with you a know, VR headset like, on as no, well. As a video of making a fool of yourself. <laughs> Let me finish that sentence. And I would happy to make a fool of, you know, fool of myself. I've still got, I've still got the dev kit one. If you want to try out the classroom aquatic or something. Well, you do have classroom aquatic. No, I can download it. Surely. Okay. How hard can it be? It seems so. I think it was because the guy was being such an idiot. It was like, fucking test is too easy. I don't need to fucking cheat. Motherfucker's <laughs> got it wrong. Fucking idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the presentation was so ridiculous. If you send me a harder test, then I'll fucking cheat. <laughs> but I like how the silly setups the VR puts you in. You know, it's lo- you know, real gaming has lost some of that charm. Everything's a lot more serious now. You being the snob, you would know. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking I miss Katamari. I should get I should Oh yeah. Get the there's a there's a PS3 Katamari game I haven't played. I could try that. I'd play the demo. <laughs> okay. It's quite good. And that was enough for you. <laughs> I didn't see the I couldn't see the progression. That's the problem. And for someone who likes order in their life, right? Is that true? Yeah, it's actually quite painful to just cause chaos. Yeah, I love chaos. I love chaos. It's like it's like I have love shotguns. 
Yeah, it's commonly commented that that my my desk, my physical desk, my virtual desktop, uh, my email inbox, absolute chaos. Do you not have a clean desk policy? We've we've got a policy. Okay. I have actually come back to my desk before and had a post-it note on my monitor that says clean desk policy. And I've been like, put it on the pile. <laughs> anyway. Tangent. I think well, that thing that, that, you know, that covers VR nicely. Yeah, I'm, that... that that went better than I'd expected, actually. I think I think it's just a matter of time now until these things are released and we try it. And then, then we'll have to give you an update for how Ting vomits all over HMV. Or... <laughs> I'm kidding, it's going to be me. It'll be a YouTube video. It'll be amazing. We should record it knowing. I'm like, I'm going to keep playing this motherfucker till I vomit. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> You're going to go and eat loads of dodgy... <laughs> yeah, burgers first. Yeah, eat loads of dodgy burgers. <laughs> two idiots from... <laughs> two, two, two morons throw off in HMV. Yeah. <laughs> We can be honest. So originally, we had to think about what to do, what to talk about next. It was a toss-up between finishing games versus experiencing a few hours of a game. You know, and this, you know if and if you're on our Twitter, you'll see there's a question saying. Oh, I was asking. I asked in the context of Earthbound. Earthbound is playing a few hours enough, or do you need to finish it to really get the full experience? And I, and I was thinking. Well, Undertale is often compared to Earthbound because it's got the same kind of slightly weird and quirky humour. I mean, the actual... that That's about as far as the comparison goes, but they are often compared to each other. And Undertale is certainly a game where if you haven't played all the way to the end, you're missing out, at least in my opinion. And so the question is, to people who have played Earthbound all the way to the end, do you get more out of it from playing all the way to the end? Because I've only played maybe the first three or four hours of Earthbound. And I've been meaning to play the whole thing, but never quite got around to it. So, you know, one of our options was to talk about this as a bigger topic and not just for Earthbound. But thinking about it, we maybe want to spend more time about thinking about what we want to say here and be more articulate with what, what we want to present. So the other option we had was to talk about more talk more about the the keynote at the PSX show. Yes, what, what are you so, going to so, so we'll pick out a few topics. To begin with, um, we wanted to talk about the Day of the Tentacle remake and also the Full Throttle. Are they remasters or remakes? Remaster. They're remasters. So we wanted to talk about that, whether we have an appetite for them, did we play them originally, and... Do they have a place in today's gaming landscape, really? To slightly derail you, things that came up at the PSX keynote, a whole bunch of remasters slash remakes. So obviously, Ratchet and Clank remake, yeah. FF7 remake, and then remasters, Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle, which to incite hatred on the internet, or perhaps just follow the crowd, uh, depending on your point of view, at least it was just a remake. Maybe they'll actually finish it this time on time. And and it's kind of lazy. Just going to say, like, Day of the Tentacle, you watched the video. Yes. And you played it at the original. Yes. What did you think of the remake? What did you think of it? They have polished the graphics. But they have retained the style. When, when you say polished the graphics, you They're just mean... They're not pixely. <laughs> They're not pixely at HD level. 
I, I just don't. I don't think it looks good. I think it looks weird. I, I, it's not like it's not like they redrew the graphics. They just ran some algorithm over the graphics to like put vectors around all the shapes, kind of thing. I mean, it's just. Is that the case? It must be the case because it's done so consistently. Yeah, well, I suppose the other option is they really did redraw the graphics, but I don't think they did. I got to me, it just looks like it's um, to me, it looks almost like a systematic pass over the pixel graphics. I, ha- I did have to double take because on first look, it looked like they had retained the graphics, but then it looked a lot sharper. Well, because in in the in the trailer they showed, they show it originally with all the pixely edges, and then they show it with all the smoothed vectory stuff and it's just i don't think it looks that much better because they don't need to re-record anything no that's the thing that's what i'm saying i don't think the pixels were holding it back i don't think that i mean this is what i was saying about the need to remake like do you need to remake say super mario world would super mario world benefit from being redone with like 3d you know with polygons no no no. uh whereas Final Fantasy Seven. What if you were to remaster Final Fantasy Seven versus remake it? And I do understand why they're remaking Final Fantasy Seven rather than remastering it, because when you go back and we're jumping all over the place here, but when you go back and look at it, you, you realise actually Final Fantasy Seven by today's standards looks really bad. Okay, let's go back. We, okay, another. Yeah, yeah sorry. So another, I know. <laughs> no, another ten. I'll, I want to take another ten. Go on another yeah, ten. Just let's do it. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah. What do you consider them to be? What do you mean the 3DS? Yeah, I would say they're 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 kind of straddling the line, but they're more remasters than remakes. I like. I think I really like that position they've taken there. Yeah, I think it's FF7. fundamentally the same game, but just it looks better. And FF Seven, yeah, is a totally different game. By it looks like, and you know, offer quality of life enhancements. I think that's the thing we need. Not. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the FF7 remake. Not enough to not enough to cry over it. You know whether that be positive or negative, crying. Yeah, yeah, not not enough to cry with joy, not enough to cry with sorrow. I feel very I feel very ambivalent about the whole thing. I was very excited when they said they were remaking it actually. I I I was like, "Oh, yes." Like, you know, this is it is a great game. It's the first Final Fantasy game that I actually played because it was the first one that was officially released in the UK. But I don't know how I feel about the actual remake process because Final Fantasy VII did have a lot of very weird things about it. Like there, there's like some whole cross-dressing scene of Cloud, and it and it seems perfectly acceptable when he's all really blocky. But is it going to make sense when they just put him with his brawny arms into a dress? I mean, I don't understand how things like that. How are they going to make it work? He doesn't have brawny arms. We've already well, established this. <laughs> that they're. they're he he's not like he's not like stacked, but he's still like you know fairly toned. Uh, I I don't think it's going to work that well in a dress. It's going to wear a long sleeve. It's fine. It's going to wear a, like a a wrap or a shawl. <laughs> a wrap or a shawl. Yeah. You haven't played Final Fantasy VII. You don't even know the scene I'm talking about, do <laughs> no. you? There's there's some totally there's some totally ridiculous bit where he has to in, infiltrate um like a gangster's like a gangster's hideout by dressing up as a woman and seducing all of the gangsters and ending up with the mob boss like in bed with the mobs. it's like this really weird scene and it's totally cool on the playstation one because the the graphics are all just so janky anyway all they do is they just put some extra polygons in so he's got pigtails 
and uh, and they put like a dress around his legs, his leg polygons. Seems perfectly reasonable, but now it's all photorealistic. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Have you seen the trailer for the Danish girl? No. Eddie Redmayne has to dress up as a, and he. You double take, but he looks like he looks good. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne looks quite good in general. So, okay. Others may not agree. Okay. Others may not agree. I I I I, I do think ginger hair is quite good, which I, I think is quite a controversial opinion to. Take. I have to fight for him a lot. Really, I have to fight for Eddie's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's who I think he's. He's the ginger. No. No? I'm confused. I'm probably he's confused. He's in Les Mis. And yeah, he's ginger in Les Mis. Ho- Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the guy I'm thinking of. Is he not ginger? He's not. He would say st- strawberry blonde. He's totes ginger. <laughs> totes ginger. Totes ginger. Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. What was he even saying about Final Fantasy VII? Remake. Remaster. Ah. F- forget the graphics of Final Fantasy VII as well. The combat system looks like Final Fantasy thirteen. Which is probably my least favourite of the Final Fantasy combat systems. Like the same way the story changes every Final Fantasy game pretty much. The the battle mechanics have changed a lot in the as well recently. I think the first few were all relatively stable, but six six, seven, eight, nine, I guess, were all using this active time battle, and then they then they started just experimenting and oscillating between more tactical and more real time. And this one looks very real time, but that's very different from how Final Fantasy Seven actually was. So I actually don't know how that's going to pan out either. Whether they feel that they need something flashier and faster because that's just the way games have gone. But it's just a shame because it used to be a more cerebral... Well, not that much more cerebral. I don't know. You could argue either way, I suppose, because at the time Final Fantasy VII was considered very, very flashy. And obviously now it looks terrible, but at the time... So so maybe maybe they are embracing... What they are thinking? Well, what was Final Fantasy VII famous for? Oh, it's flashy, over-the-top graphics and summons and fights. And to stick to that now, then we, this is how we've got to do it. Maybe that's how they're viewing it. Real-time summons sounds fun. I don't think it would be. <laughs> I'm concerned. And uh, yeah, we we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It might glitch out. You know, I, I'm most. You know, the thing I'm most concerned about is the episodic thing because they said, "Oh, we're going to split into episodes," and again. I mean, part of me wants to just unleash rage and be like, oh, it's bullshit. It's just, a, it's just a cash grab. But again, I see why they're doing it because it's evidently very expensive to produce. The the graphical quality, they're really, they're really going for it. And Final Fantasy VII is a long, long game with a huge number of environments, um, massive world map to explore. And... If you were to try and remake the whole of Final Fantasy VII at the level of fidelity that they're making, it looks like, from this trailer, it would take many, many years. And they'd be bankrupt by then. So I, I can see that they have to try and get bits of it out sooner. But the question is whether they'll be able to do it without compromising the game. Well, you know the game better than me. Can they? Does the game... Can the game be split up? Yeah, and, and that's the question. Yeah. I... I don't know. I can I can certainly see that you could put out a self-contained episode one of the first bit where you're in in Midgar in the in the opening city. How long is that part? And, and that part is a it's fairly long. It's probably like eight to twelve hours. 
that makes sense yeah I, I might be ma- i'm just making that up i can't actually remember. it's been a long time since i played final fantasy 7 but it's it's multiple multiple hours probably the same for most people who've played <laughs> that's final true VII. that's true it is like 15 years old now isn't it actually more than 15 years old crikey how depressing is that there's not that much difference between 15 and 18 years old how long it is <laughs> ps1 ps2 ps1 uh it's ps1 you're 20 years old maybe wow that's slightly depressing shocking but but there you go so yeah final fantasy 7 i am excited but less excited than i was or more tempered with realism i guess i it is the first thing i watched though i wasn't following the psx stuff terribly closely but when i saw there was a new final fantasy trailer i immediately went and just watched that so i obviously am a bit excited oh good poor Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle. <laughs> I, I've never played Full Throttle, actually. I've <laughs> totally. never played Full Throttle. So maybe I'm... So that I probably shouldn't judge. Uh, but they didn't show anything of that. No, they didn't. Yeah. It sounds... I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. I, I'm probably just being too hard on them. But I know Double Fine has just got a lot of stick recently. It's really popular to bash Double Fine at the moment because they've they've been raising crowdfunding for all of their games and yet still running out of money and still begging publishers... They got a lot of stick for Space Base DF9, which they just basically just said, oh, okay, we're done with it. And it was basically completely unfinished. Massive Chalice uh, was finished, but a bit of a disappointment. I mean, I think it advertised itself as XCOM crossed with Final Fantasy Tactics, which was like, these are two of my favorite games of all time. I wanted to make XCOM crossed with Final Fantasy Tactics, but someone else is doing it. And then now they've done it. And it's like, okay, this is not what I would have thought of if you said XCOM crossed with Final Fantasy Tactics. But they have undoubtedly made a, a load of other really good stuff as well. So, I'm how are they? I <laughs> have you played Psychonauts? I've played. I've, I've played a few hours of Psychonauts. <laughs> you played a few hours. Yes. Okay, so maybe we should maybe we should put this one into that conversation instead. <laughs> uh, but okay, I mean Psychonauts is obviously one of the ones they're famous for. Stacking. I've not played stacking. I've not played Stacking. I own Stacking. I'd actually quite like to play it, but never quite got around to it. I heard it's very good. Yeah, that one I've heard is very good. That one I think should be on... We should pick that one week. Broken Age is on that list, maybe. I own Broken Age. I've never played it. I backed it on Kickstarter, though. I own Broken Age too, thanks to PSN+. Plus. Did you claim it? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You think you own Broken Age? I could have owned Broken Age. Yeah. Yeah, so... Double fine, double fine. They may, I think they have made good stuff. You know, They have definitely made good stuff. But you could also argue that the stuff they're most famous for, or at least Tim Schafer's famous for, is in the past. And what have they done recently? Not sure. Is it just Tim's... Is, who's the other guy? Ron, Ron Gilbert? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because it's not just him. No, but he. I think he's the most obvious. Okay. Yeah, or he's the most public. Because I, I wonder if any of the others size up Telltale, or whether Telltale is, you know, an entity in its own, you know, yeah, outside of that point-and-click space. Interesting. I mean, that that's another one for another day, I think, Telltale games. Because I, I haven't actually played any of the Telltale games, but that is kind of like the legacy of point-and-click, as far as I can tell, is the Telltale games. It's going crazy because they announced the Batman. I can't believe how many they're making, but they must be selling like hotcakes because they keep making them and they must be doing well. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep making more. Walking Dead sold a million. 
the whole season that's but then it's episode so if each episode is selling a million that's a good sum of money yeah I, i'm just shocked that because they they made a game of thrones one which i guess makes sense and they made a minecraft one which totally doesn't make sense but it's clearly done well as well i i, I assume i need to watch some reviews of that to see what's actually come out of that whether there's any building or whether they've just no no it's it's, it's just it's like an adventure game there's no building and I just don't, that's what I was saying. I don't understand how this works because it's, it's not a Minecraft game. So it's not even Minecraft light. No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, you should watch some reviews and make your own mm. judgment or we should just play it at some point. Yeah, so many. There's Back to the Future, um, Borderlands as well. And there's the, the detective one. Or Sam and Max. Is that them? Oh, Sam and Max as well and Monkey Island. But there's also another, a darker one. Okay, I'm sure I'd know it if you said it. And it's in, it's you're in a world where it's, you've got some very odd characters, like there's a toad, and you're some PI, and it's very very dark in tone. Wolf Among Us, the Wolf Among Us. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. They're really pushing the boat out. Yeah, well. I don't even know how the Game of Thrones ones works. Oh, I don't know either. I, like I said, I've never actually played any of the Telltale games. Okay, I've only played Walking Dead Season 1. I think I own quite a few of them due to various humble bundles. Also have Walking Dead Season 2 thanks to PSN Plus, if I've claimed it. If you claimed you really need to sort this out. Just don't even download them, just claim... Like, top tip, Mike's top tip. Pro tip. Mike's pro tip. (laughs) Pro tip of the day. Sir Mike's Mike's, uh, pro tips. Go on to the PlayStation Store on the internet... Add all the PlayStation Plus games to your car and buy them online. It takes like five minutes. You don't have to download into your console. Just add them and then they're on your account. Oh, I'm still um, powering up my PS4 to add to library. Yeah, I just, so I'm just doing it online. It's much easier, much quicker. And then just for the ones you do, if there's one you actually do want to play, just send it to your console from the online. Because I, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm not claiming the PS3 ones because I can't be asked. Yeah, this is why I, I this is why I started doing this because I couldn't be asked to turn on the PS3 either. But I'm still claiming them because I'm a cheapskate. I should still claim them. You know, you're not a cheapskate. You're a smart person. <laughs> you're really paying for that subscription. Yeah, that's right. I can't. I can't help it. It's like I can't let things go to waste. This is like my mental defect. It's like some joke. People always say, people say it's like, oh, you can't let it go to waste. And they'll be like, oh, but I've already eaten six donuts. It's like well, there's six left, and you can't let them go to waste. It's like. Oh, crow, oh, crow. I'm, I'm, I, have, I share the same philosophy with food. Yeah, exactly. But, but not for PlayStation games. Not for any games, because that you send me, we sh- we send each other links for freebies. Sometimes I'm really reluctant. Like payday, fucking payday. Do I really want payday in my life? Oh, uh, I hope you claim Shadow Complex. I've got, I've got Shadow. Shadow Complex is really good. I just got the installer. Do I need to run the installer? You need to, you need to run the installer. Shit, you need to run, shit. You need to run the installer and create an account to claim the game. Shit, shit. Okay. Yeah, claim I just it. downloaded it thinking no. that was enough. No, you have to claim it. Okay, another tangent. Have you played any Metroidvania type games? No. So, we you really should play one. Just, even if you just play one. Shadow Complex is pretty good. Okay, it looks pretty good. Otherwise, I'll force you to play Super Metroid. Okay, I, I I picked Shadow Complex. Wait, what about the um, the have there been DS remakes and of Metroid games? I'm sure there's a more recent Metroid which people liked and not loved maybe, but they thought this is a good. Uh, Zero Mission is all right. 
you wouldn't want me to play that instead? Uh, if you were going to play it on a handheld, I would say play Aria of Sorrow instead, uh, which is Castlevania. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So so on, on the handhelds, I think the Castlevania ones are better than the Metroids. But if we're going to go back to Super Nintendo, Super Metroid is classic. And then you can appreciate Super Metroid speedruns or not. Probably not something. It's, I would. I would definitely appreciate <laughs> it more. It's like it's like when you know people get really into wine and they're just like, oh, I can't drink this swill or something. It's it's a terrible thing to do actually. It's a terrible thing to do to yourself, or become a coffee snob. And you're like, I can't drink this panettone latte. Whereas like, I need my Jamaican something blue. I don't know. I don't know what fancy coffee is. I'm drinking panettone lattes. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I've really lost my train of thought. What what were we talking about? Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer. Somehow, I don't how, know. How did we get to Metroid, though? I don't know, but it's recorded, so we can figure it out. Could we continue this, or do we do we switch? I don't know what switch. Destiny. Destiny. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So uh, we we've resolved. We're going to buy Taken King. Is that what we decided? Yeah, because Mike, Sir Michael, is fed up of just me talking, finding ways to shoehorn Destiny topics into uh, uh, yeah, our podcast. I, I'm just fed up. Like, if we're going to keep talking about it, we should just buy it. At least then we can talk about why the Sparrow Racing is a good feature or shit feature. I think it's going to be shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, that's not what I expected from you. It's always I, I see it, I feel it to be like Wipeout Light, and Wipeout is a f- good game. It's funny because it's actually, in hindsight, a really obvious thing to add. And the thing is, in terms of the community, Destiny content was very thin on the ground for the first year. People were saying, is that it? And then you paid... Wait, wait, let's go back a step. So at at PSX, they announced that there will be a new component to the Destiny Taken King. And that is Sparrow Speed Racing. But is it only live for three weeks, or uh, is it permanent? I thought it was permanent, but just that the that like there's a three week season, and at the end you get awards and stuff, oh, and then it sense. starts again the mm-hmm. next month. And you were saying that it seems obvious to you. Well, I, I'm just saying, in hindsight, it seems like an obvious thing to add, and also the community has been saying this for the past year. Like when when content was very thin on the ground during the first year of Destiny. On the subreddit for Destiny, certainly, people were always saying, why don't you add Sparrow Racing? Why don't you add a Sparrow Racing League? Because we're going to buff our... or nerf our guns. We're more... <laughs> we're, we're more interested in telling you that we're going to buff the gun by 4% and then doing it by 0.04%. Do you hear this? Yeah. This is the outrage. I mean, it's, this is why this is why we just buy Destiny, because we're still reading all this garbage about it. And we're gonna you're spend... reading all the garbage and you're you're making us read all the garbage. Actually, I think Kevin's also reading the garbage. Yeah, you, you said you're the one who sent me the Sparrow Racing thing. I mean, the the problem for me is that I'm still subscribed to the Destiny subreddit. So whenever something causes absolute outrage in the community, it still bubbles onto my uh, Reddit front page. So I'm monitoring all the new stuff. You're man- monitoring the outrage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Outrage is more fun to watch. I mean, the latest... So I can tell you the latest Destiny outrages, they said they were going to rebalance the weapons finally after like six months or something dumb they said that okay we're going to buff high rate of fire auto rifles by four percent and then when they actually it came out they ran the numbers and they were like wait this has been buffed by 0.04 percent 
like you made a mistake and they said oh no this is intentional we made a mistake on the patch notes it's like really really you you honestly think that a 0.04 percent buff is something to mention there was a 0.4 percent no, 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 no. They, they, they really? said... They That's originally... a fact of 100. Yeah, exactly. Because they originally said, oh, wait, we got it. They, everyone originally said, oh, wait, hang on. It's it's not 3, 7, and 4. It's 0. 0.3, 0. 0.7, and 0. 0.4. That makes sense. Yeah. And so it got off, they got it wrong by a factor of 10. And then when they actually looked at it again, they realized the high rate of fire auto rifles is actually 0.04%. And they're still claiming that they did it on purpose. Not that just they had some coding fuck up. But then again, I can't, I can't imagine what kind of coding fuck up would cause... That can happen, though. If they're all off by a factor of 10, I could imagine that being a coding error. If they're all off by a factor of 100, in some ways that would be an easier coding mistake to make because you're applying like the percentage thing twice. But for some of them to be off by a factor of 10 and some be off by a factor of 100, that does make me think, oh, maybe they did do it on purpose. It's still really stupid, but <laughs> maybe they did do it on purpose. Anyway, uh, Destiny Outrage. I don't even know why I care. We haven't bought it, but I think we should buy it. If we're going to keep talking about it, we should just buy this game again. Okay, we'll buy it then. Yeah. And then we'll tell Kevin the bad news. We'll tell Kevin the bad news. I'm actually quite excited about going back in. I know. This is quite very excited. Keep talking about it. Take your PS4 with you. I'm not taking my. Can take your PS4. I'm not taking my. Buy one there. It's fine. Buy one there. That's. It's something we can play before the witness comes out. Oh, we can do that. Okay, that's what we can do. (laughs) Yeah. We can do it. It was all. It was. It was meant to be. That we were always going to do a book club, <laughs> Destiny book club, the Destiny book club. Oh man, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't. I think again, we'll just burn through the content. I'm not interested in playing a huge. I don't want to do anything crazy like raid loads and loads and loads. But I wouldn't mind just seeing, seeing the content. You need to play for Christmas. There'll be Christmas content. There'll be hats. Oh, don't don't get me started. There'll be emblems. There'll don't. be snow. There'll be there'll be snow in. No, no snow, no snow for no snow for Mike. I definitely do not care enough to bring a PS4 with me. Back if there is snow, I'll take a screenshot and put it on Tumblr just just because I should. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, that will that will excite me. Okay, that will excite me. You can be like, you're missing all the snow, That's and I'll be get. like, buy one now. Go buy. <laughs> you have a Hong Kong account. It's fine. Just buy it online. So you're saying I should go and buy Destiny Taken King now and send a picture to Kevin? <sighs> yeah, and I'll send the same. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right, right after this then. Damn you, damn you. Okay, maybe not, maybe not right after this. But... Okay, okay. But we're doing this then, yeah? yes. This is the pact. Oh, I hate you. Yes, things I do for you, Mike. Okay. Yep. Okay, and then back back off this tangent. Sparrow Racing League. Well, I don't know. I'm not good at racing games. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. If there's leaderboards and there's three of us. <laughs> have a go. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, well, when, when you put it like that, yeah, we're gonna give it a go. Kevin gonna will win. <laughs> Kevin's Kevin, probably gonna win. Yeah, well, he'll give us a lot of anger, a lot of beef, just because like old shit. <laughs> <laughs> harsh, <laughs> so harsh. Yeah, but we fun. Okay, I don't. I miss Kevin abuse really. Yeah. Because we tried, to, we tried to find something else to play other than Destiny, but it just never really quite worked out. GTA was just not streamlined enough. GTA, the loading times absolutely kill it. It's ridiculous. Like the loading in between the fun when you play GTA Online. Because there's no co- coordination necessary. With Destiny, you can go in one man. No, second can just jump in and then the third can just jump in. 
You know, there's no like it's not gated like GTA where you need that force. Everyone needs to be ready. Yeah, you know, there's no oh you can do it with three. We we'd like four, but you can do it with three. You can have a go. Yeah, I think that's a big difference because like in the raid, it's like you need six people. And it's like, well, you don't really need six people. If you want to try and be an idiot and do it with one person, okay. And then as it turns out, sometimes you really can do it with one yeah. person. So go for it. Fair play fair play to you, De- Bungie. Not Destiny, Bungie. Yeah. For all your wrongs, there is one or two rights. Uh, I would just say for all the complaining we've done about it, we've spent an awful lot of time complaining about it. We should just buy it and okay. be done with it. You know, this is just like, get a room already. Just fucking buy Taken King already. Especially when they've... Been, I think they've confirm there's no more DLC for the Taken King. So everything from now till September is free. Is is <laughs> everything from now until September is buying you dances and hats. Yeah, I don't need dances and hats. <laughs> you don't. Not even not even if oh, I was gonna make some pumpkin spice latte joke, but I don't understand how that would that's, that's <laughs> not a hat. <laughs> not with that attitude anyway. Oh. It it worked out quite well. Okay. We had enough to say. We had enough to say. Oh, oh man, this is this is this is this is really long. This is oh, longer no. than last time. I'm quite concerned. Why? Yeah. Oh, it's just gonna be. This is gonna take forever to edit. I'm gonna have to edit over Christmas. I'm gonna have to edit on the plane. Oh, it'll go very quickly if you edit this on the plane. But I don't know. I'm not gonna be able to hear it on the plane. Do you not have noise cancelling headphones? I had noise cancelling headphones and I stepped on them. I don't, and I haven't bought new ones. Okay. They they were free. They were free ones. Oh. Free noise cancelling headphones. Yeah, well, they were, they, I bought a rucksack. Where did you steal them? <laughs> <laughs> from yeah, from Bose. They were free. All I had to do was put them in my bag and walk out. No, um, they were from um, everyone. Bose offering free <laughs> <laughs> noise cancelling headphones. No, just take them and put them in your bag. No, they're from Singapore. Uh, I I bought Singapore Bose. Sorry, I bought a I bought a rucksack from Singapore, and it came free with the rucksack. It was like it was like forty quid for the rucksack and the headphones. I thought it was quite a good deal, and they were they were fairly decent. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fine. I can't find anything wrong with that deal. Yeah, I know. And then I was really sad when I stepped on them. Okay. I was really sad. It was because it was I was trying to be too polite. I, I didn't want someone to get out of their seat. So I just, I said, oh, it's okay, I'll just climb over you. And then I stepped on my headphones. Climb over you? On a plane, yeah. Okay. You know. No, you don't know. You just think I'm a mentalist. Okay. <laughs> climb over someone. Why not get them, to make them stand up? Oh, they had like a blanket on and stuff. I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll just... But- it seems so uncivilized when you're like falling over them. Yeah. Okay. Fine. These, these things that that make sense at forty thousand feet or something. I don't know. True. Yeah. No. I think these things that make sense when you're ten years old and uh, twenty years later, uh, it just probably doesn't make sense. But I'm still doing it. Ten years old. Yeah. You know when you're a ten year old, it's like oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll just. You're a ten year old. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, is like, this is like last year. <laughs> okay. I was like, if you're a ten year old, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. It would make sense if I was ten. I'm not ten now. Anyway. This is a rambly mess. Ramble, ramble, ramble. And jingle. There may, jingle. There probably isn't a jingle. There wasn't a jingle last time. I don't oh, know if you noticed. No, I noticed. Yeah, I didn't try very hard to find a jingle. A holiday jingle. A holiday jingle. Yeah. Hmm. Which just respects all faiths. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to be trouble. So, so maybe Slayer? It's <laughs> <laughs> an anti-jingle. <laughs> anti-jingle. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I can say we were, we are Lost Levels Club. We are, were, and always will be Lost Levels Club. 
And Sir Michael will always be Sir Michael. <laughs> and Ting Ting we'll always... may go extinct in a few years. It's a terrible tragedy. That's Mike saying he will kill me. <laughs> that is Mike saying he will kill me. <laughs> I can't even say anything. I'm just too shocked. That's oh, all you're you... saying. That's what I heard. <laughs> I meant due to climate change. I meant due to climate change. and So you're going to suffocate me. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> what is this? I'm going to push in front of a bus. <laughs> no, this is terrible. <laughs> this is going to happen one day. I'm going to be a suspect. <laughs> anyway. So Michael loves you. We, we haven't said important stuff. We haven't said like standard wrap up stuff. Okay, fine. Like to say... Rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, please. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Please follow us on Twitter. Please tweet stuff at us. Even if it's abuse. We have a subreddit. We have a subreddit that only I post in. But other people can post in it too. It would be nice. And we are on... Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. Really? Yeah, that's it. Huh. I'm also fuck hover. <laughs> not an ampersand. Not an ampersand. Not an ampersand. It's not an ampersand. I did try. They told me it's not supported. And then I made a sad face at them. Okay. I, I wasn't able to change their mind with my sad face. It was slightly passive aggressive. <laughs> it was slightly it was very passive aggressive. <laughs> At least it wasn't aggressive aggressive. <laughs> I think I think you can be arrested for that these days. <laughs> anyway, yes. So we were Lost Lovers Club. Not only does my club you, I love you a little bit. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.